Well, greetings and good morning. Hope you're doing well today. I just wanted to share a few thoughts with you today. God's really been talking to me about obedience and making sure that I obey Him, not people, but obey Him. A lot of times when we do good, things may happen. People may say things about us. Things may not always go right. Often that is the work of the enemy. It may manifest through people, but it's the enemy. That doesn't mean we stop doing good. We always want to do good if we're Christians. If Christ is on the inside of us, we do good, no matter what people think or say about us. Let me read a little bit out of the Bible. This is Matthew chapter 5, right? The Beatitudes. And this is what it says. I'll start in verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. This is Jesus talking, right? This is Jesus talking. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. For so men persecuted the prophets who were before you. Don't ever let what other people are doing or what they say to you or others stop you from doing good. Jesus tells us to count the cost. He tells us to count the cost. But that doesn't mean you stop doing good. See, the enemy wants you to stop doing good. But don't stop doing good. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of people who have a big microphone in our culture today. And they don't want anybody else having that microphone. And I'm telling you, the regular, everyday people, people like you and me, have something to say. If God has put something in your heart, you have something to say. Don't let what other people do or say stop you from doing that. Now, let's look at Amos. Amos is a great book, by the way. Amos is in the Old Testament, Old Testament prophet. And I'm going to read from chapter 2. Now, a lot of Amos is talking about God's correction or his judgment, but it's a warning. It's a warning to the nation, okay, for what's coming. This is chapter 2, and this is what it says about Judah and Israel. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Judah and for four, I will not revoke the punishment because they have rejected the law of the Lord and have not kept his statutes. Can we say that about our nation today that we have rejected the law of the Lord, the Bible, and have not kept his statues, particularly those in high leadership positions? And this is God's correction he's speaking in the time of Amos, saying to Judah, you have rejected the law of the Lord and not kept my statutes. 
but their lives have led them astray after which their fathers walked. So I will send a fire upon Judah, and it shall devour the strongholds of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Israel and for four, I will not revoke the punishment, because they sell the righteous for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes. That they trample the head of the poor in the dust of the earth and turn aside from the afflicted. Have we done that in our nation? Have we done that? Do we sell the righteous for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes? We should always do things righteously and with integrity and according to God's word and what he's told us to do. Other words, in other words, God's judgment will come sometimes when we do not do things his way. And we've seen that in our nation and continues because the lies and the deception continues because leaders won't stop doing what they're doing. Now let's read on. I'm going to skip down a few. This is verse 9. And yet I destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars, and who was as strong as the oaks. I destroyed his fruit above and his roots beneath. I also brought you up out of the land of Egypt and led you 40 years in the wilderness to possess the land of the Amorite. Now look, we're going to verse 11. Now pay attention. And I raised up. And I raised up some of your sons for prophets and some of your young men for Nazarites. Is it not indeed so, O people of Israel? But you made the Nazarites drink wine and commanded the prophets, saying, You shall not prophesy. Behold, I will press you down in your place as a cart full of sheaves pressed down. Flight shall perish from the swift, and the strong shall not restore. Not retain his strength. Listen to me very carefully. This is saying, I've chosen some people to be Nazarites and prophets. I've chosen some people to prophesy and to speak for me. And what have you done? You made the Nazarites drink wine, which they're not supposed to do, right? And you told the prophets what they're supposed to do to speak and to prophesy. You shall not prophesy. Have we done that in our culture today? Have we told those who God has put it in their heart to speak his word, sit down and be quiet. You shall not prophesy. You shall not speak. You shall not say a word. There's leaders in our culture. They have lots to say, and some of it's good, but they might not be the only ones who are supposed to be speaking. And I've told others, you have to sit down and be quiet. And God's saying, my judgment's coming because you've done that. Chapter 5 of Amos. Amos is a wonderful book. Chapter 5. This is verse 14. This is what it says. Seek good. How's that for a statement? Seek good. See, that's not hard. There's no way to misinterpret that. Seek good. Seek good and not evil that you may live. So the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you as you have said. Hate evil and love good and establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. Do you want God to be gracious to our nation? 
Seek good, oppose evil, love good, establish justice in the gate. What does that mean? In the city where there's transactions going on, where business happens, your everyday goings, what you do every day, whatever God has given you to do, whether that's staying home with kids, whether that's a job, whatever you're doing, seek good, not evil. Love good, love justice establish justice in the gate, in the city, in government. Whatever you're doing, establish and do justice. It's amazing when we follow what the Bible tells us to do, what we already know to do, what it already says, how things turn out. God blesses when we obey him. Stop listening to people. Listen to God and what he says. And part of what he says is already written down in your Bible so we don't have an excuse. We already know what it says if we've read it. So wipe the dust off and read your Bible again. Establish justice. Stop oppressing people. Establish justice. Now if you're wondering who Amos is or who Amos was... I don't have time to get into all that, but in chapter 7, he actually talks about that. In chapter 7, I'm not going to read all that, but chapter 7, he goes through, there's these different visions that God shows him, and then he says, after he sees it, oh, that shall not be. And then he gets to the third one, and that's the vision of the plumb line. What would a plumb line be, right? And he says, behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people. I will never again pass by them. Listen, there's some things that God wants to do, but we have to cooperate with him, acting righteously and with justice and allow people who have been anointed to speak his word to actually do that. Otherwise, there's correction. Plumb line. The Bible is definitely a plumb line. Now, at the end, like I said, I'm not going to read all this, but at the end, Amos says this, this is um, because as he's doing this, there's a false priest who basically comes against him and tells him not to prophesy. Oh, well, we just read that in chapter two. And this is what it says in verse 14. Then, and this is after Amaziah basically tells him, you need to go away and go prophesy somewhere else. Verse 14, it says, then Amos answered Amaziah, I am no prophet nor a prophet's son, but I am a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees. And the Lord took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go, prophesy to my people. You say, Do not prophesy against Israel, and do not preach against the house of Isaac. You see what's happening here? Amos wasn't anyone special. He says that. He's not anybody special. I'm no prophet. I'm not a prophet's son, right? This is not a hereditary thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not anybody special. I'm out here watching the herd, okay? I'm not anybody special, but the Lord took me from following the flock and said, go prophesy to my people. So that's what Amos did. And what does this false priest do? He says, you're not supposed to be doing that. You see, that's the work of the enemy. When God plants something in our heart and we go and try to do it, the enemy comes. And it may, it may not be a priest. It might be someone else. But that's not the point of what I'm saying. 
the enemy comes and tells us, hey, you're not supposed to be doing that when God has told us to speak and to prophesy and say what he says, what God says. See, the book of Amos is a hard book to read because a lot of it is God's correction and his warning for people to turn from what they're doing. Their unrighteous acts, their false worship. He's warning them, telling them, you've got to stop doing this. You know, our love for God is demonstrated by our obedience. Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey me. Obedience is preeminent in the Christian life. And I don't care what people say about you. If God has told you to speak, you need to speak. And yes, people are going to come against you. They're going to say stuff about you. Whatever. That's the work of the enemy. God has given us a victory over the enemy by the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't have control over what other people do, but we do have control over what we do. Listen to me very, very carefully because I'm trying to make this short. When we get to the end of our life, when we stand before God, we're going to have to give an account. So my advice to you, stop worrying about what other people are doing or what they're saying. Or if they approve, get on your knees and pray to God and ask him what he wants. See, there's a lot of people who aren't doing what God's told them to do because of resistance and because of what other people do. Who shouldn't be doing that? We shouldn't be coming against other people. We should be staying out of their business and let them do what God has told them to do. But no matter what, because God, I mean, Jesus has told us, count the cost. Count the cost. There is a cost for obedience. Let me tell you, there is a cost. Our reward's in heaven. Let me tell you, it is in heaven. Yes, there are things that God is going to bless us with in this life. That is true. God blesses his people. He provides for his people. Absolutely. You know, in the Exodus, when you have all these plagues in Egypt, he is preserving his people through that. And sometimes it's hard to discern that in our world. What is God doing? But see, in the Exodus, God is actually unshackling his people from the shackles of Egypt, right? And the way God does, did that is through plagues. You're not going to let my people go. This is what's going to happen. As Christians, it is our job to do what is right because most people aren't going to do that. They're not going to do that. And it's our job. If you have Christ in you, it's our job to establish righteousness in the gate. God has given us that responsibility. Stop worrying about what other people do or say about you or other people. Do what is right. Do what God has told you to do. And if it's business, do that. If it's to speak, do that. If it's to pray, do that. And of course, all of us, all of us in general should do some of those things to some degree. My point is this. We obey God Almighty, what he has told us to do in his word. Stop waiting for somebody else's approval. Righteousness and justice are established by Christians. They're not established by pagans. They're not established by people who, you know, are popular on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. You know, that could be a Christian. But what I'm saying is it's established by Christians because Christ is in us. 
my encouragement for you today. Life can be hard. Life can be tough. But you know what? It is the deception of the enemy just because someone comes against you or someone, you know, doesn't let you speak or whatever it is. doesn't matter what it is. See, that's the work of the enemy. You get up and you do it anyway if God's told you to do it. Obedience is preeminent in the Christian life. God blesses obedience. So do yourself and the entire nation a favor. Obey God. Establish justice and righteousness wherever you are. Wherever you are and what he's given you to do. There's consequences when we don't obey. There's consequences when we put a muzzle on someone's mouth. There's consequences. That's what, that's what Amos says. It says that. You want to keep my prophets from speaking? This is what's going to happen. I encourage you today. Get on your face before God Almighty and ask Him what you need to do today. Not other people. And walk in obedience with him. And in the end, everything will work out. You will, we're going to have difficulties. <laughs> There's no doubt of that. The wheat and the weeds grow up together until the end. That's what the Bible says. They grow up together. There's going to be resistance. But don't stop doing good. Don't stop establishing righteousness. We need strength of character today. Strength of character. So dust your Bible off. Establish your, your strength in Jesus Christ so you can do what he has ordained you to do. Have a great day.